0: This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup.
3: Not today for the J&J, says the CDC.
4: Nothing in life is risk-free, but I want to be able to understand and defend the decision that I've made based on um, a reasonable amount of data.
3: Some say it's an overreaction to such a small number of bad reactions. We decided to ask the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, founded by the J&J president.
4: Local officials lament the J&J pause. The vaccines are life-saving. I'm Marla Diamond at the Javits Center.
3: Still wearing your mask outside? Today marks a year since New York made the mandatory. It's our seconds in sound for this date and... Expanded
5: outdoor dining extended in Connecticut. See how we can uh, make some of these things permanent. I'm Sean Adams in
3: Greenwich. Joe Connolly is seeing growing signs business is about to take off. The Mets take control of the Phillies again, and they're going for a sweep today. It's
0: Thursday. It's April 15th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials.
3: Good morning. I'm Wayne Cabot. Craig says it's going to be not great today. Off and on showers. We're already seeing some across Long Island. And that'll be the case for a couple of days, as a matter of fact. Full details straight ahead. Well, the scientific calculation today on this 15th of April and for at least the near future is that it is better to hit pause than put more J&J shots in arms, even if the health risk from COVID is significantly higher than the blood clot risk. We're going to hear from the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation about the wisdom of that call in a moment. But first, let's take you to the Javits Center and the immediate impact on the race to herd immunity and WCBS reporter Marla Diamond. Marla, good morning. What are you hearing this morning?
4: Good morning, Wayne. An advisory panel to the CDC declined to make any new recommendations on the use of the J&J COVID vaccine, which will remain paused as the investigation into rare reports of severe blood clots continues. Here at the Javits Center, where hundreds of thousands have been vaccinated, those with appointments for the J&J vaccine are being urged to keep them. Here, City Health Commissioner Dr. Dave Choksi the vast majority of New Yorkers who booked appointments for the J&J vaccine will keep the same appointment and receive Pfizer or Moderna instead. Second, we did have to reschedule about 4000 people yesterday. He's hoping that this pause doesn't sway those who are reluctant to be vaccinated. The vaccines are life saving. And here in New York City, we are starting to see them have the real world benefit the rate of COVID-19 hospitalizations for New Yorkers 65 and older has fallen by more than 50% since January after vaccinations first became available. And we're live at the Javits Center, Marla Diamond, WCBS News Radio 880.
3: Marla, thank you. And we went to our news line for the executive vice president of the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, Dr. Julie Morita. Good morning, Wayne. To be transparent, we should point out that Robert Wood Johnson was the president of Johnson & Johnson who gave virtually his entire fortune to this foundation when he died back in 1968. Are you speaking independently of the Johnson & Johnson pharmaceutical company?
6: Yeah, Wayne, thanks so much for asking that question. The Robert Wood Johnson Foundation is managed and operated completely independently from Johnson & Johnson, though we do own some stock. We are completely separate from J&J.
3: That said, um, some people say the FDA overreacted in pausing over such a small number of bad reactions. What do you say?
6: Our public needs to have confidence that the vaccine is safe and effective and to take a pause when there's been adverse events, even if they're rare like this, is appropriate so we can collect the information that's necessary to make an informed decision about either resuming the program or modifying the program.
3: Although it may play into the hands of those who believe that the vaccine was rushed and therefore it's not safe because no vaccine has ever been approved so quickly.
6: It's an interesting perspective to think that the vaccine was actually rushed. So the program with Operation Warp Speed really did expedite the development of the vaccines. The trials themselves were not, there were no shortcuts with those trials, and they followed the usual processes and the evaluation of the safety and efficacy of the vaccines was done appropriately. And then this ongoing monitoring post-release of the vaccines is really rigorous as well. People should have confidence and faith in the vaccine processes that are in place and also the vaccines that are available.
3: Dr. Julie Morita, Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, Executive Vice President, thank you very much. We appreciate your time. Thanks. Take care. It's hard to believe it's been a whole year since we were advised to start wearing masks, even outside. That's in our 88 seconds and sound in a second. And uh, right now in Connecticut, Sean Adams is hearing that the great outdoors is going to be a more welcoming place to eat out pretty soon. Sean, good morning. What's changing?
5: Well, the look and feel of downtown could change all across Connecticut. Uh, so for instance, here in Greenwich, the tables out in the sidewalks and the streets that uh, they basically saved restaurants during the pandemic, they could become permanent. Connecticut has extended the emergency rules governing outdoor dining. At the height of the pandemic, that was a lifeline. The change allowed restaurants to cut through local zoning red tape to expand Uh, out onto sidewalks, into parking lots, and on grassy areas. Governor Lamont says this was truly a collaborative effort.
7: My special thanks to the legislature on this. Um, Those executive orders were tough. We didn't always know how they were going to work out. Uh, They always weren't that popular at the beginning.
5: For the next year, lawmakers will try to figure out how to strike a balance, what works with respect to dining al fresco. Even though 100% indoor capacity is allowed again, because of social distancing, there still limits on numbers. Plus, not everyone is comfortable returning inside. Wayne?
3: All right, that's for sure, Sean. It's uh, the WCBS Morning News Roundup, and there is growing comfort that business is about to really take off. And Joe Connelly is here this, this morning with the Big Money News story. Joe.
8: Hey, Wayne. There are not enough rental cars for this summer now. One man can't find one anywhere nearby where he's going in Florida. There aren't enough truck drivers now. Yellow Freight says we need drivers, and we need them now, and we expect to be continuing to hire through the year. Jamie Dimon said yesterday that consumers are coiled and ready to start spending money because he says there is more than $2 trillion more in checking accounts now than before COVID because many people have saved money. He says companies also have more than a trillion dollars in excess capital to start spending too. This was not expected a year ago. The Federal Reserve chairman says the country is entering a period of faster growth as long as there's not another surge in COVID. The city real estate market is coming back. Traffic on the bridges and tunnels is higher than before COVID. Some salespeople I talk with are noticeably more upbeat. American Airlines says it'll fly a nearly normal summer schedule this year. Business startups are high, and rents are down, giving new businesses an advantage over some existing ones with higher costs. And New York City startups raised a record amount of money, more than $10 billion in the first quarter, 20% more than before COVID. Many of these startups getting new funding are in healthcare and e-commerce. And clothing sales have been rising for a while now because people are thinking about going back out again, Wayne.
3: Imagine that. We need some new threads to head out there and show the world that we're still around. It's Joe Connolly. It's the WCBS 880
0: Morning News Roundup. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Live on 880 and on demand at WCBS880.com slash roundup. Or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Let's get the Thursday weather day ahead. It's the WCBS Exergen forecast from Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen.
7: And Wayne, it's uh, raining right now, light, but it's raining across uh, Fairfield and New Haven County and Litchfield County, Connecticut, down over the Sound and into central Suffolk County. It's moving generally northeast. So that's not moving towards the city. What will be coming towards the city is what's to the south of that, down through uh, the uh, lower portions of New Jersey and off the Jersey Shore. And also the main storm that's controlling all this over the Great Lakes will Starts sweeping some rain towards us as we go through the morning and into the afternoon. So cloudy, and occasional rain and a chilly breeze through the day and into tonight. And temperatures today will now stay between 50 and 55. Low tonight, 45 to 50. Mostly cloudy, some lingering rain at times even Friday. And uh, tomorrow's high will just be a very cool 45 to 50 degrees with a gusty wind. Saturday clearing and milder, 60 to 65. Can't rule out a passing shower or two on Sunday with highs 60 to 65 degrees as well. Right now in the city it's holding at 53. Humidity 79 percent northeast wind at five
3: that's our chief meteorologist craig allen on the wcbs weather center this report sponsored by atlantic health systems and it doesn't want to play does it what if i give it a little kick on the side here
4: tune into the ppac private Private market report monday mornings at 753 on news radio 880
3: yeah i'm seeing make good written all over that one hey mets fans you love listening to your favorite team on wcbs With the new Odyssey app, every pitch, every game this year, you know, it's also on your smartphone and on your radio, 880 AM, as always. Download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and you can listen to the Mets all season long in the Tri-State. And for the news you need during the game, use the link at WCBS880.com. It's the Morning News Roundup on WCBS on Thursday. It's the 15th of April, and what a story. Out of New Jersey that just crossed late yesterday, a man's been indicted for trying to hire a hit man on the dark net to murder a teenage boy who had told his parents that the man had demanded sexual images of him back when he was 13 years old. Prosecutors say John Michael Musbach paid $20,000 in Bitcoin to have the now 14-year-old murdered. Court records show that the Haddonfield 31-year-old began communicating via an internet relay chat website with the victim. The parents discovered the nature of the communications, notified local law enforcement in New York where the victim resided. Musbach was arrested, pleaded guilty, sentenced to two years, parole for life. And then an informant told law enforcement that there were messages between Musbach and a murder-for-hire website purporting to kill for cryptocurrency. Wild story out of New Jersey this morning. Well, Mets fans may have worried about having to play the hot Philadelphia Phillies down there on Broad Street, but that worry... Just melted away again last night. Now they're going to go for a sweep. Marco Bleddy is here with the Happy Recap. Marco, good morning.
1: Uh, good morning, Wayne. Yeah, dominant effort from David Peterson. The bullpen coming up big. And then James McCann put the cherry on top.
0: 0-2. Oh,
2: McCann, it's a high fly ball, left center field, struck well, McCutcheon is back, he's at the wall, that ball is gone! A home run for James McCann, and there's the two insurance runs the Mets might need.
1: James McCann capping things off for the Mets 5-1, win of the Phillies? Wayne Randaz with a call right here on WCBS 880. Mets now try to finish off that four-game sweep of the Phillies today as Jacob DeGrom hits the mound. Coverage is right here on WCBS 880 and the Odyssey app beginning at 11.30. Bo Bichette went deep twice. The second a walk-off shot, Blue Jays escaped the Yankees 5-4. Bombers now 5-7 to start the year. Carlos Rodon of the White Sox fired a no-hitter in an 8-0 win over the Indians. Rodon was perfect until one out in the ninth before he hit Roberto Perez in the foot with a pitch. He did recover, though, to capture the no-no. Knicks got 32 from Julius Randle. They erased the Pelicans 116-106. That's now four straight wins, a season high, two games over 500 currently in the sixth spot in the East. And the Nets, they went with injury management as they sat Kevin Durant and Blake Griffin. LaMarcus Aldridge, James Harden, they were out as well. Sixers handled Brooklyn 123-117, taking a one-game lead for home court advantage in the playoffs. Marco Belletti, WCBS 880 Sports.
3: Thank you, Marco. It's the Morning News Roundup. Morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. You got the Morning News Roundup on your radio, on your phone, wherever. And here are three things to know this morning. It was a fourth night of protesting in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, over the death of Dante Wright. Authorities declared an unlawful assembly, but that assembly ended up peaceful. A second thing, congressional Democrats are going to introduce a plan today to expand the Supreme Court. From nine to 13 justices joining progressive activists trying to transform the court. A third thing, authorities are searching for the people responsible for throwing eggs at a Rutgers University frat house during a Holocaust remembrance event last week in New Brunswick. They showed up at the Alpha Epsilon Pi House during the annual 24-hour reading of the names of Holocaust victims last week on two consecutive nights. Now from our news archives, 88 seconds in sound for this date, April 15th put the mask on 2020 on the deadliest day yet of the COVID pandemic
6: a new executive order will apply to new yorkers who go outside the
0: governor's order says all people must wear a mask or covering over their nose and mouth if he or she is in a situation where it's not possible to maintain a six-foot social distancing requirement
3: 2019.
4: Smoke billowing from Notre Dame Cathedral could be seen across the city as the great spire of one of the world's most recognizable landmarks went up in flames. The blaze spread up the steeple, seemingly untouched by the fire hoses working below.
2: 2013.
0: Something has happened near the finish line of the Boston Marathon. Two explosions...
3: Two pressure cooker bombs killed three people, injured 264. There are a lot of runners down. Just heard in the background here the phrase body parts. People were on the ground screaming and, and crying for help.
1: Yeah, There's really no way of putting this nicely, but you can see clearly that body parts have been blown apart.
3: 17 lost limbs. One of the two surviving brothers who carried out the bombing said it was because of the US wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. And they later planned to go to New York to bomb Times Square. First black allowed to play in the major leagues, played on this date in 1947 at Ebbets Field in Brooklyn. And how did Jackie Robinson play that first day for the Brooklyn Dodgers?
6: In the seventh inning, Jackie laid down a butt. The blazing speed he displayed as he ran to first base resulted in an error. Pete Reza drove Jackie home with a go-ahead and eventual winning run in the Dodgers' 5-3 triumph.
0: This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, a daily download of the news you need to start your day on air and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.